The car is bad, we know. Please drive it. Holy shit! Well, hello, and welcome back, finally, to F Everything. And what an F Everything it will be. I'm Sam, and I'm recovering from pneumonia. It's still difficult to talk in long spurts, which I'm sure everyone around me appreciates. However, I miss doing it, and I cannot wait to actually record. I am recording, but I can't wait to release this next episode. It's been two weeks. I was planning on having done two episodes already. However, when I can't talk, you know that I'm actually sick. So very happy to be back in action. So this is really exciting because the stake announcement came right as we are headed into our next driver deep dive, which is team was Alfa Romeo, team F1 stake. And which, by the way, I would like to say that I totally called the cooking up reference. Um, maybe everyone thought that was obvious, but I didn't see anyone else saying it. And I said maybe steak cooking. That's what they were talking about in the announcement. I'm going to back up a little bit for those who aren't aware of what I'm talking about. But first, we need to go into the part of the podcast where I talk about Carlos Sainz. Um, you didn't think you were going to get away with me not talking about him. He gave us a smidgen of content over the holiday season. We got a home video of him and his dad working out. And this is the part of the podcast now where I bring up, is Carlos Sainz's dad hot? Am I into Carlos Sainz's dad? They look alike, which is a dumb thing to say because it's his father. Obviously, they look alike. But they really, they really, really do. And uh, if I can't, if, if Carlos Sainz is unattainable, is his dad attainable? No, because he's married and none of these people are attainable. I'm delusional. But as I always say, delusion is the key to manifestation. And uh, I just, his dad's hot. His dad's kind of hot. And I, I just, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say what everyone's thinking, what I'm thinking. And yeah, so he gave us a video of himself at home working out with his dad. So Christmas present achieved. Awesome. And then we got a New Year's-ish photo of his family minus one of his sisters, which his girlfriend, Rebecca Donaldson, surprisingly absent from. I've tried to pretend she doesn't exist, but she's not – She, I don't know if she would have been in Spain, but I feel like when you're a couple, especially they've probably been together now at least six months – wouldn't you spend Christmas together? I don't know. Maybe that's just something I always did. I, maybe others don't do that. Um, but And there were no posts at all. The last posts of them together were in the Bahamas. And she's been at almost every paddock at every race. Um, and he has said girlfriend. So I'm basically just talking myself down, being like, they didn't break up. They didn't break up. Calm down. But uh, yeah, she wasn't in his holiday post. So I was excited about that. But I did get some Carlos Sainz content over the holiday. So this concludes the part of the podcast where I talk about Carlos Sainz, although I will bring him up again, undoubtedly, at some point. So there we go. One more announcement is it appears I finally figured out how to use my microphone correctly. There were three settings that I never bothered to figure out what they were. And I did a, I don't know, millisecond Google search and figured it out when I could have been doing this for the last four episodes. And I mean, you let me know what you think about the quality, but apparently it was recording from both ends of the microphone because it's double-sided. 
These are all things that no one needs to know. This is bad radio. But I just wanted everyone to understand that I finally figured out something and I'm very excited about it. All right. Now we are ready to talk about Alfa Romeo. So for those who are not aware, one of the teams, Alfa Romeo, who we're going to talk about this week because they just so happen to be next on the driver deep dives because we're going in backwards uh, constructors champions order. Um, so Haas was in last place and then it was Alfa Romeo. Um, Alfa Romeo is no longer Alfa Romeo. They changed their names. I've talked about this on previous episodes. They changed their names pretty often. And they had announced a team name when they went through the submissions for official 2024 season. But it was a really long, confusing name. It was something like, I'm not even going to bother to look it up because it doesn't matter. But it was like Team Kick Sauber steak something something steak is is a gambling company or a it's a, it's a larger company that's associated with gambling uh sauber is a engine manufacturer and they own the team so it was some long convoluted version now they came out after that was released and said well wait that's not our actual name we just needed to do the official submission because it was due and we're changing our name but they had some cryptic interesting post which read it seems our recently released team name has been getting a lot of attention dot 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 while we're not ready to unveil the final result yet we are aware of what's at stake rest assured we're on a mission to unleash the most exciting team identity this team has ever seen gone are the days of the short and sweet we're cooking up a feast so I don't even know what that means. I Even now knowing the team name, which they announced on January 1st or 2nd, I don't remember, is called Steak F1 Team. And to that, I and many others say, okay, great, awesome. I don't understand the, the drama. I mean, I understand the drama where this is a Formula One that's chock full of drama, but it, it, it was just a very confusing situation all the way around. What makes this even more confusing to me are a couple of different factors. One, Drake did the voiceover for the announcement. I wasn't aware of this and I haven't heard anyone talk about it, but I believe Drake has a partnership with Stake that is like larger. It's similar to how other celebrities have partnerships with like a FanDuel or a DraftKings. He posted something on his story about a bet and, and Stake was being used for it. I, I just think it's random. That's the first confusing thing, which we could get past fine. It was just a PR announcement. The second that is wild to me is that you cannot advertise gambling in some of the countries that F1 participates in. And why that's a big deal is that it's such a global sport that every single weekend or every other weekend, depending on the schedule, every single team is immersed in not only the the area but like the culture and it, it becomes it's a very big part of f1 so the fact that they can't use their actual name i would say conservatively 25 to 30 percent of the time i think it's going to be called kick f1 team in the weeks that are it is not able to be stake f1 team and kick is is another sponsor i couldn't find a super comprehensive list of all the countries on the schedule that do not allow gambling advertising. I know for sure Italy is one and there are two races in Italy. 
The Netherlands, I believe, is another, but I'm not 100% sure. Belgium, Canada, China might not. And the UAE, I would personally just think off the top of my head, would definitely allow gambling advertising. But I'm seeing in some places they might not. So I'm not not 100%, and I really did try to look. I just... I want them to come out with an actual list just for my own knowledge, but there are a number of countries that do not allow gambling advertising. So just solidifying the confusion of why utilize stake. I know it's about money. That's what everything is about, but it just, it's the whole thing is just very confusing and seems like unnecessarily convoluted. And the last reason this is just very confusing to me is the Audi factor. We are now in 2024, and the season is a month away. So let's say this season is 2024. So next season, 2025, enter Audi. Audi will be the sponsor. It'll be the title team. So knowing that the team is going to be called Audi or some variation of Team Audi, it just seems like a silly year. I don't think a lot of people are taking it seriously. It seems like it's not well thought out. Again, money, money, money. I get it. But the whole branding is just way off to me. So we'll have to see how this evolves. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it looks the the weeks that they can't use their livery um, of steak. And livery is the, the stuff they put on the cars. Accoutrement, so to speak. All right, now we're actually ready to get started with the driver information, which is why we're all here, well into the podcast, of course. There are two drivers on Team F1 Stake, formerly Alpha Romeo, Zhou Guan Yu, and Valtteri Bottas. Talked a little bit about both of them very quickly in previous podcasts. So starting with Zhou, he is what we would call the second driver for uh team stake doesn't get easier to say that Valtteri Bottas we'll talk about him in a minute but he's pretty decorated for a driver more surprisingly than one would think I mentioned this in a reel I did but anyway Joe is uh, a newer driver his debut year was 2022 so he's pretty green his driver number is 24 and he's also 24 years old he is Chinese and he actually is the first and only Formula One driver from China. So that's pretty exciting, a little piece of Formula One history that he's paving the way for. He'll actually get to race in his home city of Shanghai this year. I believe this is the first time in a while they've had that race there, and it's in April. So that's going to be really exciting for him to have a home race. He was a member of the Alpine Academy, which means that he was driving for Alpine as a reserve or or like a practice driver, etc. They have a lot of drivers um, in the respective academies. Like Ferrari has an academy. They all have academies. So he was driving as an Alpine Academy driver, and he did drive for a few other academies as well before um, making his debut in Formula One last year. So pretty cool. He definitely could be learning from Botas, and it seems like a great pair that they're they're kind of playing off of each other. I think he's very talented for being only two years in, and Botas is, is a great driver to learn from, as we'll learn in a minute. Another fun fact about Joe, he's a cat guy. I, I could peg it looking at him, just, I, I don't know, I, I can sense cat guys, but uh, he has a cat, and he posts about it, and I think that's interesting, or 
you know, so to speak. I'm not a big cat person personally, but I think it's funny. The cat's very cute. So, you know, cat guy. We got a cat guy. And something that I think is pretty interesting to think about, and I noticed this when listening to paddock interviews or, you know, the test the grid uh, type of like little fun things they do with the drivers, is they sometimes other drivers will call him Guan Yu Joe. And I always wondered why. I thought it was just like a little pet name. But apparently it's the correct way to refer to names in the Chinese culture. So for example, it's so typically the driver's last names are listed in the standing. So like for Daniel Ricardo, I'll say Ricardo and where he's at in the race. And same thing with Signs, Leclerc, you know, it, it's the last name. But you'll see Joe listed on race day on the screen. And that I never rang a flag or rang, rang a flag, rang a bell or flag to me that that was different. It just didn't. But people have asked. And apparently in Chinese culture, Guan Yu is his given name and Zhou is his family name. So they reverse it. So he utilizes his what last name family name as what would show in his uh scoring during live races so they may call him Guan Yu Zhou because it's inverted or maybe it is a pet name and they just call him that I've heard many people call him that I I, I don't know what the real way is or how he prefers to be addressed but I think that's really interesting and a little different than any of the other drivers um socially I've seen people call him both things, either Guan Yu Zhou or Zhou. So who knows? But I thought that was pretty interesting just as a tidbit about him and why some might notice that, quote unquote, his first name is listed in standings, but it's everyone else's last name because that's his family name. All right, moving on to Valtteri Bottas. I can't say his name Bottas. Like I just can't say Bottas. Gotta say it with the accent. He is a Finnish driver whose debut year was in 2013. He's 34 years old. Previously raced for Williams as well as Mercedes. He was alongside uh, Lewis Hamilton for a bit as well. His number is 77. He is pretty decorated for a driver. And I mentioned this in my subjective reel that I created as underrated drivers. Um, obviously, again, my opinion of underrated drivers, but... He has 67 podiums and 10 wins. And if you look at the grid right now, the only other drivers that come relatively close are Fernando Alonso, Charles Leclerc, Lewis Hamilton, obviously, who just sweeps the board with anybody, and Max Verstappen. And maybe Daniel Ricciardo. Not, not, he has half as many podiums. So yeah, I would say just the very obvious drivers, Lewis Hamilton, Max, and Charles somewhat. So he's he's pretty up there. He I mentioned that he used to drive alongside Lewis Hamilton. So he won um, with Mercedes for five constructors during his time. So really impressive. Definitely, I would say, helped out a lot. I mean, obviously, he's the second driver um, in that team. So really really great it must have been hard for him being so talented having to drive alongside Lewis just again at that time Lewis was dominating the sport so yeah I can imagine 
Um, he actually replaced Nico Rosberg when he retired and was then Lewis Hamilton's partner. And there's an entire history about Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton, just a big falling out, which has nothing to do with Botas, but just an interesting tidbit to look up about Formula One. And he ended up going to Alfa Romeo in 2022, where I would say very confidently he's the first driver. And this year he was 15th out of 22. So latter half of the grid, again, he's getting in the I wouldn't say the tail end, but he's in the latter half of his career. They they age out very quickly, and F1 is just a really grueling sport. But uh, he's only 34, so he has a lot of time. I think Fernando is over 40. I will never remember Fernando Alonso's age. I have been on these podcasts saying he's 38, he's 42, he's 45. I, I truly have no idea how old he is. I, I don't know why. I just can never remember how old Fernando Alonso is, but... I can confidently say he's over 40, I think. <laughs> um, so he's actually divorced. Uh, we're talking about Botas again. And he's been with Tiffany Cromwell, who is an Austrian cyclist, so another athlete, and been with her since 2020. He also has a gin brand called Oath that he runs with her, which I didn't know is very cool. A lot of the drivers have, like, the side hustles. Like, Ricky D has Enchante, and Lando has his brand that is escaping me, but he has a brand as well. So pretty cool that he has the gin brand. And he also, another side hustle, has the Bolt Ass Calendar. And he was the one who gave Carlos those amazing, like, the amazing Speedos with the chilies on them for Christmas, which I learned... Another quick sidebar of irrelevant information are called budgie smugglers in the UK or somewhere and parakeets are budgies. So theoretically saying that the underwear or the speedo or the whatever is look it looks like you're smuggling a budgie, a parakeet in your pants because you can see your dick through it, which I think is the funniest freaking thing I've ever heard. I will forever now call them budgie smugglers, not speedos, because that is on so many different levels, like so entertaining to me. And we've somehow transitioned into talking about Carlos Sainz again, because Botas gave him the gift for Christmas. So yeah, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. I will never not talk about these budgie smugglers. But that is another really cool thing about Botas is he has a great sense of humor. He, the calendar that I mentioned, in case you're unaware, is just all pictures of him and his bare ass. Done very tastefully, I may say. And on that note, we've concluded discussing team stake drivers and the team, ideally, for today at least. All right. Thank you, friends, for listening and for bearing with me. I appreciate all of you. And as always, please stay fast, friends. Hey, Pussy Boys uh, and Girls, and uh, I love you all. See you soon.